Uh, did you notice that? I did. I've I been did. trying to strut my ass around the house <laughs> for the last six months. Like, I'll go around a corner and stick it out like, hey, hey. You're good. <clears throat> well, Michael, welcome back. It's good to see you again. And um, I believe this is going to be, this is episode 18. So we're in season two, and we are joined here by your beautiful, significant other. Yes. Your wife, your rock. <laughs> My foundation. Your foundation. Say. They say if you build a good foundation, that's the key to everything. This is true. true. It was in the Bible. Was it? I believe so. Okay. What did they ask me to repeat it? I was going to say, where are you going to start trying to tell us which verse, which book? No, no, I no, suck no. at that, by the way. When people start citing the Bible and, oh, it's this scripture, I, I, can't, I can't do it. I don't know how they have that whole thing memorized. <laughs> I don't either. Like, I mean, I would need a lot of flashcards to finally memorize it. Ecclesiastes 27.35. Yeah. Well, you know, the Bible uh, was the first book, Bob. Um, no, I don't uh, think that's accurate. I think it was the first library. It is a library of books. Yes, yes. but it wasn't. The, I don't think it was the first book. It was the first book to be printed by the Gutenberg Press, but I don't believe it was no. the first actual book. Was it the first book to be in English? Wasn't that a big deal when they made it English from Latin? Um, so it was originally Hebrew, and then it would have been translated to Latin. And there's a lot of things lost in translation, in my opinion, between those two, because, you know, it's just translations. And then they translated it to English. And I think the first one was the King James Version because they wanted people to be able to read it themselves. So for many, many years, it was in Latin and only monks or priests were allowed to read it. And people were not even allowed to read it for themselves. You know, Bob, out of 18 episodes, I think that's the best answer to a question we've had so far. Really? That, yeah. Yeah. That, huh? was, that was good. Oh. That was really good. You that caught me off, off the cuff. Thanks. Nailed it. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's true, but a, it sure as shit sounded good. I have, a, I have a passing interest. Well, let's ask her another one, Bob. Oh. Uh, we had an open question from last episode. We're a little oh. unclear. What's the definition of spooting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the definition of that one. Um, it sounds like a word I know called, it's called snood, which is spelled S-N-O-O-D, which was a hair covering that ladies wore in olden times. I assume from the chuckles coming from Bob that this has nothing to do with that. So I, I did dig a little bit deeper after our episode. <laughs> I feel and, like this um, is a trap. And I looked. And um, so, yes, spood is, a, is, an, a, is an affection for spiders. You know, um, but then I looked a little bit deeper. I dug a little bit more and did some research, um, and I found I found alternate definitions for the word "spood" and "spooding" and "spooder." Oh! And uh, I thought I would share that with you all today um, because I feel like the world needs to know. We are currently building the vocabulary, the vernacular of Americana, in this episode. So, spood. So, the first definition is uh, obviously an affection moniker for spiders. That person may also be referred to as a spooder. Is it a sexual affection or just uh, an affection? Just, just any kind of affection. You know. Just like somebody likes dogs, they like spiders. Yeah. Right? They get pet yeah. spiders. Yeah. 
Uh, next definition: um, a person who is a complete dumbass. <laughs> Represented by spooter marks. You get spooter marks by doing something stupid. If you have five spooter marks in one day, you'll be known as a spooter boy. Wow. What in the okay. world? So that was the second definition. Okay. That's like an old definition or a current one? Or and then there's the third definition, which is my favorite, actually. And it I feel like it works really well from our friend who has her OnlyFans account. I'll say it again. Boobs and spoods. You can look her up. You know, maybe you need to support her and her endeavors as an OnlyFans model and uh, a friend of the show and a friend of the show. Yes, yes. But um, the, so the third definition is slang term used to describe a very saggy and gaping vagina. Oh, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and is this a, an official dictionary or is this uh, well, like no, an urban no, dictionary? No, this is, this is, this is this a slang? Is a de- this is definitely an urban dictionary. Well, Bob, but, those are very, very different definitions. Is that the definition when you look it up in a real dictionary? I don't Does think it it's a. Appear? I don't okay. think it's, it's a, a real slang. word. Okay, gotcha. So, for the friend of the show in her OnlyFans, do you think she's going after the spider part or the saggy vagina part? Mm. Or maybe it's a combo deal. I, I don't maybe know. Maybe that's where the spiders live. I don't know. And like I said on the last episode, like I just want to know what is going on. Like part of me wants to call and ask, but like I deleted her number and blocked her like a long time ago. Uh, it was actually it was the last time she like, you know, contacted me saying she still loved me. I was like, "Okay, oh. you got to go." But um well, you could creep on her, make a fake account on OnlyFans. Yeah, and but subscribe. Uh, and no, be that guy. No, I don't I don't think it's worth $11 to me. Like if, yeah, if someone was like, "Hey man, you want to know what's going on with her? Uh, give me eleven bucks and I'll show you." Be like, nah, I'm good. I don't think I don't think it's worth it. Worth that much to me. Would you say you feel compelled to find out what's going on because it's an interesting story, or like no, a morbid I just wanna, curiosity? I just want, I just want to see morbid how stupid it yeah, is. Like, what like, is this? Like, what could she possibly be doing that people would pay eleven dollars a month to see? <laughs> I will tell you. Um, I think a, a lot of those people that, that post things like that, you know, it's just like us doing a podcast. We do it because it's fun. Um, not trying to make a living that way or whatever. And then people try to make a living by having a gimmick and it's like, Oh, you know, what is it? 90% of them are completely pointless. And I think you're playing with fire, Bob. If you want to get in that world and you you just take a little taste of the apple and then all of a sudden, you know, six hours later, you're you're full on (laughs) spooter. You know, I I think you might be. You, that's another reason why I, I I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go diving. Yeah, you don't want to close your eyes at night and have images floating through your head. Yeah, like, like, oh no, of, why you know, is that there? You know, all of all three different types of spood. You know, <laughs> first you got the spood with the spiders, and then you got the spood with the complete dumbass, and then you got the spood with the saggy gaping vagina. That's a lot. Yeah, none so, of those spoods interest me. No, like, <laughs> I mean, sure. You know, I like spiders as much as the next guy, but like dumbasses kind of rub me the wrong way. And then, you know, there's the other one. Just, it just sounds uh, like one of those words that one of those douchebags would use that you'd be like, oh, yeah, man, he's a total speed. And you'd be like, yeah, go put money in the douchebag jar, Schmidt. You yeah. Know? Like, what are you doing using that word? And if you're 40 years old, you shouldn't be using douchebag words. No. Agreed. Like, that's like 40 year olds who like say, bruh. Like I'm well, like every now and then I'm like, hey, what, what's going on, bro? How you doing, bro? Yeah, that's that's because that's that was kind of what we said when we were kids. Like, what's up, bro? 
What do kids call each other now? Bruh. Bruh. Bruh? Bruh. Not G. B-R-U. Word. B-R-U-H. Nobody uses word anymore. Word. Nobody says word. It's, it's, it's the, the stuff kids say. It's, I lose faith in humanity. Like, I'm just, I want to. Is it vulgar or is it just dumb? It's just stupid. It is dumb. (laughs) Just lazy. Dumb. Like, why are you using that? Why are you saying it like that? Like, God, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. What? Like, you know, they, you know, instead of saying to somebody, dude, you're lying or you're full of shit or are you bullshitting me? Mm Mm-hmm. That's cap. That's what they say. Cap. That's cap. What does that mean? That means like you're lying or you're full of shit. That's cap. I'm like, what? What the hell does that mean? So they will, to ensure somebody that they are not lying or full of shit, Mm -hmm. they will make a statement such as, this cup is half full, no cap. They have to say that they're not lying before they say something to say that they're not lying? Yes. They can't just... Wow. Yes. It's it's amazing. It's and it's not easier than saying, seriously, no lie. This cup is full. It's it's the same amount of words. It's not and it also doesn't make sense. Like I could see saying, um, that's whack. Okay. That was one that we used, you know, in the early two thousands. I mean, you okay. may have, I didn't. Well, <laughs> no, I didn't because I mean whack, lis- listen to the accent, listen to the voice. I can't <laughs> pull off y'all that's whack. You know, I can't pull that off. But um at least it kind of made sense. Something that was whack was whacked out. It was messed up. You know, cap, I feel like. Makes no effing sense. Yeah. Like I could see if someone exclaimed something and you went, that's cat. Like, wow, that's legit. That's blown up. It's capitalized. It's cat. I could see that making sense. But none of that makes sense that you no. just explained. So, Bob, do you find the, the boys are dumber than the girls? They're Always. all equally stupid. <laughs> really? Yes. They are all equally stupid. Even in communication? Um, okay. I mean, you have to understand like the the level of people I work with. So like with my advanced classes, like my advanced classes are the majority of my students are female. So probably about 75, 80% of the of the students in those classes are female. Wow. Yeah. Which is completely 100% against the idea that like, oh, Females are not supported to be in science classes in, mm-hmm. in high school, which is bullshit. That's cap. Because you know? <laughs> the majority of people in those classes are female. But huh. then when I go to work, where I work around engineers, and you go to like the heavy engineering areas, it's, mm-hmm. it's all male. I mean, there might be a female here or there. Yeah, I know. That's a crossover between high school and then college and yeah. then acceptance into a career, which is a completely different sexual politics than high school. Hmm. So yeah, the uh, the question is is why are they falling out of those science mm-hmm. fields in between yeah. high school and college? Well, they're getting that MRS degree, right? Uh, that's a back, kind of a backwards way of looking at it, but maybe. I'm not going to say you're wrong because I mm-hmm. I am not here to pass judgment on anybody mm-hmm. unless you have an OnlyFans account. <laughs> and but, then you're opening like, yourself up. I, I don't that. know. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, they've they've been they've been looking at it for twenty years, and nobody can say anything for certain of why it works that way. All they can say is there's there's a gender gap. Okay, well, why? Why is there a pay gap? Why is there a gender pay gap? You, you know, and you know, it's just uh, kind of yeah. It's between uh, college and high school, though. Yeah, you go into a college class, it's all guys. 
Yeah. Engineering. Right. So what? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just not know. the route they want to go. I have no idea. And I've known plenty of female engineers. Mm-hmm. I've known plenty of females that went to, you know, went to tech and they majored in mechanical engineering or, mm-hmm. or electrical engineering. But yeah, the majority are going to be males. I tell you what, in our company, which is mainly engineering, if there is a sharp female engineer, they move up quick. Oh yes, yeah, they do because they can talk better and they're 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 a little more hardcore than the dudes. The dudes Dude, are a little weird. Females look when you when females are successful in that field, it they're usually you're usually going to be dealing with like an alpha female who's not going to be taking any bullshit. Yeah, and like they're focused, they're driven, they're usually hyper focused, mm-hmm. and like those are the people that you want in charge, like. You know who? I know who runs you know, this household. Uh, let's not get crazy, okay? Well, I didn't see you helping feed those horses. And does well with it, so <laughs> might as well. <laughs> I feed the horses when she's not here. <laughs> that's quite the elaborate process feeding. You know, that's the first time I ever fed horses. I didn't realize I ate like four separate things every meal. Well, so there's a balancer because <clears throat> so they're given alfalfa cubes and then they're given like feed. So you've got, you know, the scoop of alfalfa cubes and you got the scoop of feed and then you got the small scoop of the balancer. The balancer is just kind of like to supplement what they're not getting in the grass and what they're not getting in the hay, et cetera. And the pregnant one has to have higher protein uh, feed because it can only eat so much because it has pressure on its. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and yeah. 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 You listened. I got yes, a, listen. I got a le- lecture job. out there. Very good. good job. And I didn't realize when you take apart the hay bale, it's pretty separate in, in the little mini hay bales because the baler packs it to ma- imagine the engineering that went into designing yeah. that thing that was a game That's changer amazing. Yeah. in agricultural and yeah ranching. imagine yeah imagine bailing those back in the day Mm-mm. by hand Mm-mm. so each bale of hay has like 15 plates of hay food for a horse you know what are you defining as a bale a square bale okay gotcha and those things are pretty heavy mm-hmm I grew up in the suburbs of Houston. I know nothing about horses or hay or grass. Yeah, so different bales of hay are going to weigh different. So that that type of hay that we have, that's coastal Bermuda. So it's actually one of the lighter bales of hay. It's probably you know anywhere like twenty to thirty five pounds, not too heavy. Now you get uh, uh, we used to do square square bales of hybrid Sudan, which was more of like a cattle feed. Which is kind of like a it's kind of like a sorghum type deal, but um, those bales were eighty five to hundred pounds Oof. a piece, and we're out there in the middle of freaking August in Texas, Mm-mm. hauling that shit by hand like as kids, and like that sucked. And my dad, of course, <gasps> you know, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> drinking some iced tea, driving the truck, yelling at us yeah. while, while we're out there dying, like. Like, I can't pick this thing up. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you want me to do? It weighs like, almost as much as I do, I'm, Dad. I'm 10 years old. I cannot pick up this bale of hay. Like, why are you yelling at me right now? And then eventually what happened was, uh, you know, after he got tired of our, our lollygagging, one of his friends came by and there was a hay bale loader that you attach to the mm-hmm. trailer. And you just drive by the hay bale and it picks it up and lifts it and dumps it on the trailer. So you, all you got to do is just like get on the trailer and scoot it up and stack it. But, you know, yeah, I've, I've hauled my share of hay, so is Bridget, and it's never been enjoyable. It always sucks. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm built for it. So what's y'all's plan? Now, those of you who can't see Bob's compound out here, we've got three 
female horses in the back. One's two are open. One's pregnant. Hey, you learned a new oh, term. Oh, some, some vernacular. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what's the uh, business plan around these horses, or is uh, this more of a pet situation? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. So, we've got a we have a very unique bloodline, and Bridget is probably the person really to talk about this. So, like, my dad developed a bloodline that was it's called a foundation bloodline. So it was like the old school quarter horses in America, like that old school bloodline from the original group of quarter horses that started off in like the the mid 1900s. So he kind of like developed a specific bloodline when he brought in, uh, he bought the grandson of secretariat in like 1990, I think. <clears throat> and brought that bloodline into this foundation quarter horse bloodline. So he bought what? Did he, what did he buy? A, the sperm, or he actually buy a? Yeah, no, he bought a horse. The horse. So Secretariat had been crossed to a quarter horse female and gave birth to a grandson that was a stallion, and my dad bought that stallion at an auction. Wow! wow. How much was that? You think? Uh, it was three thousand dollars. Which so it was an auction and it was weird because like that horse should have gone for a lot of money. But this is also in like the late eighties, early nineties. So three thousand dollars for a horse, it's kind of that's kind of a lot, you know. But um so he goes to the auction, this guy this guy actually beat him in the auction. My dad's like, Oh, I want that horse so bad. My mom's like, Don't you dare buy another horse. And so he's like, Whatever, fine. And so this guy makes the bid gets the winning bid at $3,000. Well, he doesn't have the money to pay for the horse. My dad goes up and talks to him in the parking lot. and was like, hey, man, that's a really beautiful horse. Like, congratulations. He's like, oh, well, you know, I don't have, I don't have $3,000. My dad's like, well, why the hell did you bid on it? <laughs> I don't know. I just seemed like the right thing to do. And my dad's just like, you're an idiot. So anyhow, my dad's like, well, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to go pay for it, and I'm going to take the horse. And the guy was like, oh, well, okay. So dad just goes up, writes a check for $3,000, brings a horse home. It was beautiful. Wow. Beautiful wow. horse. Like, he was huge. I bet. But um, we weren't all that voiced in modern methods of insemination. We just would let the horses do their natural thing. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to do that because... Female horses, when they are remotely interested, kind of interesting, they can be a little bit, they can have a little bit of behavior issues. You know, they can be kind of snotty, a little resisted. You know, they don't, they like to be sweet talked. Mm-hmm. You know, they like, they like to be wined and dined. When you just let a stallion out yeah. into a marriage pen, you know, she might, she might not react the way you want to. So anyhow, that stallion, we, uh, they put him in a pen with a female and she kicked the mm-hmm. fuck out of him and like twisted one of his guts and he died. Mm. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. But did he get one in? He did. Apparently. And that, that Palomino outside, the one that's pregnant mm-hmm. is from him. Wow, dude. That is awesome. And she's like 23 years old. And she's still mm-hmm. bearing horses. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you guys wanting a, oh gosh, I'm struggling with my horse terms, a cult? Off that one, and that no, a colt's a, a male, right? Yeah, a colt is a male. What's the female? Filly. A filly. Yeah. So hopefully you guys have a filly off that one, and then you can keep breeding. Is that is well? That I mean, it's kind of like hit or miss. Like you know, you want to you want a stallion mm-hmm. because the stallion, if you can train them, you can sell the sperm. Mm-hmm. If he's train them, if you train them, and he goes to shows and he wins, 
you can sell the sperm as opposed to like if you have a a filly, you know, you have she has to have a baby, you got to cross it with something and you got to pay for that sperm, etc. So I personally am like, "Oh, we want a stallion." Other people may be like, "You know, we want a filly." But it, you know, it's 50-50, you know, what is it? Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other? Hey, as long as a horse has a baby, I mean, 24 years old, that's pretty old to be having. They live a long time. Yeah, that's old for a horse. That's old for a horse. I thought they topped out at like 25, 26, something like that. Did Bridget do the insemination herself? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I watched her do it. I'm not going to say I was turned on, but mm-hmm. I might have been. You know, I've got so many questions, Bob, but I don't want to get weird. <laughs> you probably like the last had a glow episode. of pride. Like, look <laughs> at what she can do. My, that my is thing, awesome. My thing is, like, then this is why, like, she doesn't come on the podcast or anything. Because <laughs> it's hilarious to me. Like, when she is inseminating a horse, I am in the corner. If I'm watching, <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing <laughs> my ass off. Because she's got one arm up the horse's butt. Mm-hmm. And the look on the horse's face yeah. is just, it's priceless. Yeah. Like, if you think a horse can't make a face, oh, yeah. you're wrong, because it can. Like and a surprise face? Yes, mm-hmm. extremely surprised. What are you doing back there? <laughs> and my favorite is when, like, the horse, like, some horses, you know, they're kind of relaxed. They're like, okay, I've been through this before. I get it. And then some horses, man, they just clench their butt cheeks as tight as they can. <laughs> it's just so like it's so funny to me, and I don't understand why it's hilarious. Just like Chihuahua's pooping is the funniest damn thing in the world to me. Like I think it's hilarious. It'd be really bad. What if it gets your arm stuck in there? I don't think that's gonna happen. No, no. There's enough lube on that. that yeah, plastic yeah. Thing. I mean, she takes that. She, there's a lot of lube. <laughs> Like it's just I have I used to have pictures like every time she would invite me and I would go and I would watch her and I would just it take just, pictures and it's so funny to me like especially like when the horses are just making weird faces yeah like, it's it's very funny You're like that's a meme right there that's a meme <laughs> so did y'all buy the sperm I guess from a, a quarter horse <clears throat> yeah so she knows people that have sperm for sale and she'll she'll you know do the research and she'll you know make the crosses and she'll even. You know, she'll even look at the genetics of like coat color and fur color, and she'll come up with like a probability of getting like you know a bay horse versus a palomino versus a black horse versus a buckskin. So she has she does all the math on it. Wow, this could cool. be an amazing horse. It could be. It could also you know, like I said, it's fifty fifty. Genetics are weird. You never know. Yeah, like you could you could have just like with a human being, any other mammal or even non mammal, um, they could have seventy five percent of their DNA came from one and twenty five from the other, or fifty fifty. Or can a horse come out retarded? Oh yeah, uh-huh. really? Oh yeah, we have, we've seen a few. Huh. I've had, we've had a few when I was a kid growing up, and they're just yeah. There's something wrong. With them. They're something definitely wrong they're with special. Them. Yeah, they special are special. Horses. It might and you know those are the ones my dad's like well. Blue factory. Yeah, they're going to the <laughs> they're going to the go make it made out of into dog food. Mm. Do they still do that to horses? Make dog food out of them? I don't know. I think I so. No. I you know, hope they do. You know who knows? Bridget. She's, she's mm-hmm. not going to be on the yeah, podcast. But she doesn't want to come. God, on. We need to have a straight horse podcast. She just. She, I don't know why she doesn't. Like she just thinks I want to make fun of her, and mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't make fun of her. I think what she does is hilarious when she has her arm up a horse's ass, and the arm, you know, the the horse has his butt butt cheeks clenched. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the situation. 
<laughs> she's very good at what she does. I mean, she, she is. Yeah. She explained a lot of things out to me and just kind of blew my mind. I mean, you know, she's she loves teaching. That's the mm-hmm. other thing. That's why her clients like her so much is because she will teach them what's going on and like she will kind of walk them through what she's doing. She's like, here's what I'm doing. You know, here, take a look, you know, look inside of this horse's stomach or whatever she's got her arm in. Does she have one of those things that go down like the septic tank with the little flashlight? Like she can shove it into the horse's ass and kind of see like a little video camera with a you light. You do not oh, want yeah. to lose a camera of yeah. a horse. Like That's a, a full surgery. Yeah. Trying to a probe. Remove it. A yeah. probe. One of those little, they have them. Yeah. Camera probes. Yeah. She's got one. Well, she checked out the baby to see what the baby looks like yet. Uh, that you can, the wrong hole. Yeah. Wrong hole. Like you have to go in a couple of uh, two holes to, to do that. Mm. Do you think this horse being 24 has a spooter? <laughs> no, I think oh it, my. I think it looks normal. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it's just, at, least I, at least I think I'm funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew it was going to come up. It's just, yeah, it was just like, a matter of when. How is he going to pull this full circle at some point? <laughs> Well, I mean, enough, enough talk about vaginas. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> We've already talked about penises for hours on this podcast. I can't help it. I know a lot about penis. I'm sorry. And different types of penises. <clears throat> well, you know, pigs have like twirled penises. Twirled? Yeah, they're like spirals. They're like little corkscrews. Does theirs stimulate ovulation or is it... Because most of them, it's I don't know. evolution. I've, never, I've never talked to a pig. It either stimulates ovulation or it pulls the prior um mating partner's sperm back out or you know whatever it does lots of things so i'm gonna have to look that up i'm gonna do some research i'm just fascinated by all the different penises like Mm -hmm. whale penises they're prehensile so they can move Mm -hmm. like two whales mike they don't do it missionary style like they just come up next to one another and like the male like his little those little things rolling around trying, trying to find it. And oh, yeah. oh, 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 you found it. But it makes sense. It's like this summer we were floating the river and we had inner tubes tied to each other and we're and floating. And there's a whale. And no, and we're floating and we were less <laughs> flexible. from the other side of the river. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were less flexible because the rope that tied us together tied us together. So if a whale's penis were rigid, it would break off or be injured because they're floating and they're moving. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that it would have to be more blubbery. Blubbery. There you go. Good word. Do you think the natives ate whale penises? Probably I think they ate everything. everything. Yeah. I yeah. bet. Yeah. Whatever you could get. I don't know. I've never eaten penis before. I've never had penis in my mouth. It's probably the ultimate hot dog. <laughs> I'm trying to think what it would be similar to that is I, a I, typical cuisine, like if it would be close to tongue, or I, I would think because it's similar muscular structure and stuff, it would probably be something like that. Damn. I think I think we should go get some penis. What about whale balls? <laughs> Throw that on the barbie. Uh, <laughs> probably like a giant ostrich egg or something. I think it's a lot bigger than that. You think so? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Golly, that'd be a lot of. Why are we still talking about fifty this? gallons? Because at you're one guys time. and you're obsessed with <laughs> your own time. equipment. That's fifty why. gallons at a time. What was that movie that? Uh, what women gallons? was it? What women want? That he was saying. You know, we always think women are thinking about our penis or whatever. No, we're obsessed with our own equipment. They're not thinking <laughs> about it at all. <laughs> what do women think about? A million things all at once. We have a really hard time compartmentalizing and thinking about just one thing at a time. Like when you look at another, when you look at a man, mm-hmm. not so much Mike, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I because you know you look at Mike all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what his penis looks like. I hope. Yes. When you look at a man and you're like, "That's a good looking man." Mm-hmm. Like, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about? I bet he's got a huge unit. No. No. Oddly enough, no, no. Like the uh, just physically, when I look at a guy, if I were to find him attractive, it's usually so I have quite the type, and it usually adheres to a type. But um, usually, there's like a culmination of features that I find attractive, and I think it's because in my mind. I have a comfort level with a certain look. Like, I don't care long hair, short hair. I don't really care color of hair, color of eyes, things like that. But they have to have a beard. I always like beards. I always like, if they look like perhaps they maybe would look awesome in camo and boots and carrying a gun. There's a certain thing. Like, it's a it's a very specific look. But then I also am attracted to people that have, like smiley eyes you know where they seem like they would get a joke and laugh and stuff like that but no i don't ever look at a guy and go wow i wonder what that's like under the you know like when a guy he he's packing yeah but i'm also one of those people that i i don't care about a little bit of a tummy or a little the only thing that bugs me is too thin bothers me Bony, thin, bothers me. So Meredith's type is, you know, like SEAL Team 6. Yeah. You know, the, the, the guys who yeah. aren't in uniform, but they've got the big beards, maybe a ball cap and a big gun yeah. and the tactical pants. And they're a little dirty, yeah. but with the the boots kind of out in the desert, dirt around them. Yeah, they're not actually dirty, but there's something rugged, I guess, is kind yeah. of the look that Mike, I like. Mike, I feel like you just described you. <laughs> like, I do have a type. If you just had like a little bit longer beard. Because you're not like scrawny. I don't like, like a super long beard. I know. I mean, it's weird. Because you're not scrawny. You're tall. Mm-hmm. You're not really thin. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, according to your doctor, you're obese. <laughs> I've put on 20 pounds lately. Yeah. Mike, I can see it. You're like, <laughs> you're pouring out of your clothes, man. Beast mode. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, your chest is getting big. Your shoulders. I mean, you're getting a little bit of an ass on you, too. Uh, did you notice that? I did. I've I been did. trying to strut my ass around the house <laughs> for... The last six months, like I'll go around a corner and stick it out, like, hey, hey, you know, I do a lot of squats, a lot of body weight stuff. I have gotten nothing from the wife about my ass. Well, I mean, I didn't know how. In my mind, I think things. I just don't say anything because you don't need any more confidence. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know how appropriate it would be for me to say anything. Like, well, yeah. it is very much appreciated. Oh, oh. Don't worry, because like you know, Bridget doesn't say anything to me either. But I, we are two for two right now. I have asked Bridget the exact same question. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so when you look at a dude and you say, you know, you're like, what are you thinking? She's like, I just think that's a good looking dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not thinking about what's in the sack or anything like that? She's like, no, Mm-mm. I'm just literally thinking that's a good looking dude. Yeah. Like, whereas like guys, we see a woman like automatic, like, like boom, finger snap. Right. It goes sexual. Well, women but your are brain more- is very visual well i also think like male brains are completely tuned for procreation primal yeah yeah definitely we're we're, we're complete morons that's all we think about (laughs) like what guys guys are in like the military and they're in like combat yeah and they get shot three times twice in the chest once in the dick and all they can think about is oh no is my dick gonna work yeah they don't care about the bullet that's like has torn through their lungs or heart they're like right is my wiener ever gonna work again right Whereas like women have very instinctual survival um, feelings. And so like most women that I know, you'll talk to them and they, they talk about getting cranky when they're hungry 
or something like that, or they get hangry. And it's like this, this drive that you must survive, you know? And so I think women are more in tune to dangerous situations that are a bad idea or caution or whatever, because we don't have a lot of strength to keep ourselves alive, you know, but we have this like primal need to survive. So we think about all the things and make sure that everything's okay so that we can. So when I throw caution to the wind, mm-hmm. like when I did the donuts the other day, mm-hmm. that's when she's the most turned on. Do you, does, is that attractive to you or is that unattractive to you? Um, within reason. So as long, like I told you, <laughs> when he said he wanted to pull donuts, he said, I think that parking lot would be a great place to do donuts. And I said, as long as there's not like a pole nearby that we could hit, because I have done donuts in a truck and almost hit a pole. Um, or a ditch that we could fall into, my mind immediately goes to as long as we don't hit something. So when we were in the parking lot we ended up in... Survival mode. You did donuts, and what did I say? This is a bad parking lot to do that because of all the divots and everything. Boy, it was fun. I do like it. If you had a like an ice skating rink where you're not going to hit anything, I'll do donuts all day long. It sure is fun. But right. if we're going to hit something, no. I'm out. Survival mode. That's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. But if if you were watching him do it, mm-hmm. you were not involved and your life was not in danger. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think it's awesome. It's All hilarious. Right. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to... Yeah. That's it's why cool. I'm on the YouTube, Bob. Because oh, yeah? you can't worry about caution. You just, just got to act gotta go. on it. You this just is why go men don't it. live as long as women. And if it's dumber <laughs> and if Meredith looks at me like, you really shouldn't do that, that's when you do get to do it. Do it more. And you push forward and you just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well 30 minutes in i feel like maybe we should talk <laughs> about nice. the topic that we were uh, originally going to talk about that Which you have was? not shared oh. what is this uh i have asians. no idea what's going to be said asians. Oh, asians. asians okay yes, yes, michael yes, wanted yes. to talk to him talk to me about asians okay uh, he's like i have a lot of questions and me being the resident half asian i was gonna say <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't know why i'm a guest on this but okay <laughs> So, well, maybe you could be here to address some of the misconceptions about Asians. Okay, probably. Like, we're all good in math. Mm, It's not not true. true. Well, let's give a little background first. So, the Supreme Court right now is taking up a case where a Chinese guy versus Harvard, where it's been through several courts. Chinese guy versus Harvard. uh, Two Chinese guys. The official (laughs) title of the case is Chinese guy versus Harvard. I think his name is going well already. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's two of them. Okay. And they're, they were suing Harvard and whatever happened. But now it's up to the, the Supreme Court. And the issue is that Harvard and a lot of these Ivy League schools have been discriminating against Asians because they don't want too many Asians in their school because uh, the Asians score so high on math and everything else. Mm-hmm. And they're more than qualified to get in. Uh, but they don't want their their school being all Asian. So now they're using this diversity topic to discriminate against Asians. I guess similarly how they would discriminate against whites. And so now the Supreme Court is taking it up to see if they can legally discriminate against Asians so their school isn't 100% Asians because Asians are smarter than everybody else. Okay. I probably didn't describe that exactly. Well, I have a question. Correctly. So just for your listeners, so they know, I don't follow the news. I hate the news. I think it's all spun in a different direction. I went to school to be a spin doctor. I know how it all works and it bugs me. Um, so I don't follow this stuff. So this is all news to me. Um, 
question though, Asians, are these Asian people from Asian countries or Asian people that are Americans? They're Asian Americans. Asian American yes, people. Yes, they're Chinese Asians. There are other Chinese countries Chinese other, aside from China. There are uh, many, many countries outside of. I don't know what they're talking about. It's race. not their nationality. It's okay. So they are Asian Americans. Yes, okay. they are American citizens. And um, is the concern that their acceptance is sort of skewed based on race? Yes. Ethnicity, so these schools are turning them down because. They are Asian. Okay. And I mean, I guess the the really hard thing for any court, I would think, to prove is how, how do you prove discrimination? And that's what's difficult for any suit like that. Because unless there's documentation that because this box was checked, you then were set aside, it's very hard to prove it. Well, even though you see it in the numbers, even though it's just very hard for a court. Well, some of it's a numbers game. Prove like it. The guys suing them are saying they got like perfect SAT scores and right. like number one in their class. Right. I mean, so Bob, being our Asian <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> I think I need to stop talking for a minute. No, no, you're doing fine. Uh, Continue. It's uh, good because you're coming from a curious non-judgmental place and you're trying to understand whereas I think i'm that's going, very important whereas i'm coming from a place of yeah <laughs> i've been discriminated against because <laughs> exactly. i'm because i'm half asian right it's amazing. in what way uh okay well where would you like to start do you want to start like with my childhood mm. let's start socially and then build into uh, okay well like socially is pretty bad like so so i grew up in like a town that was like pretty much like upper middle class white people and everybody else of every other color was not upper middle class. And me being a half Asian kid, my mother is from China. My father was an elderly gentleman. Um, Kids like, first of all, kids are evil. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you raise your kids. And if you're listening and if you have children and you're like, my child would never say some shit like that. Mm -hmm. You're wrong. You're full of shit. You, you're completely oblivious to the way children are. So they're going to find something to make themselves feel better. Well, what do people do? Well, they look at me and they just like, oh, you're the only person that doesn't look like the rest of us. So let's make fun of you. So pretty much grew up. Like, my entire childhood, like, being made fun of, being bullied, because, like, number one, I was, like, two years younger than everybody else, because my parents, being, like, overachievers, decided mm -hmm. to start me in school early. Oh, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does suck. So, I had just turned 17 when I graduated high school. Um, I could have easily maybe been another year, wait another year until yeah. you made me start school. That would have been fine. Uh, but So, I was younger than everybody else, and I'm half Asian- and my dad's elderly and my mom's from China and has a Chinese accent. Everybody mm -hmm. makes fun of me, blah, blah, blah. And it was the 80s and 90s. So, like, everybody's like, oh, you know karate. And so oh, there's a whole, like, karate thing going through. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So had to deal with that growing up. So if you wonder why I, like, had a lot of pent-up anger when we met, it was really because of that. And there like, was a lot. Lots, mm -hmm. lot of fighting. I mean, and so I just constantly grew up being in like a fight or flight mode. And I really didn't get out of that until almost almost 30 years old before I like could calm down and, and like relax a little bit. 
Well, you're very chill now. No, well, yeah, because now, because now I don't care. Now I'm old, and people make fun of me. I just tell them off. Like I don't give a shit. Right. And I'm like, if if you're 40 years old and you're making fun of somebody because mm-hmm. they're Asian, like you're a dipshit. Oh yeah. And like I don't have time for you. But like if you're a kid, and you're making fun of a kid because he's Asian, you are a complete and utter asshole, mm-hmm. and like you need your ass kicked. And you learned it from somewhere, and it was probably your parents. Do you still see that in school? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Because there's probably not a very big Asian population where in I'm your at. School. No. No. There's a couple. Like, I think it's like in the one or two percent of the entire student body. Yeah. All right. So, so we got the social aspect. Yeah. Taken care of. Let's move on. I guess how else have you? So academically, um, <clears throat> so when I applied to graduate programs and medical school, let's just say, you know, I had a 4.0 graduate GPA and I had a 27 on the MCAT. I think the MCAT's out of 32. And uh, I didn't even get an interview. And I think I have no proof, obviously. I have zero proof. But it's because I checked that Asian box. That's just wild. Which is why those boxes, there are boxes now that say prefer not to answer. Because here's the thing. If if colleges and universities and upper-level programs like medical schools and everything, if they went solely based completely 100% on grades and test scores, the entire class would be Asian males. Mm-hmm. The entire class. The entire class. I'm like exaggerating. 90%. But it would be a hell of a lot of Asian yeah. people You going to medical school and going to PhD programs, like elite PhD programs. Those are the groups of students who are obsessive about academic you know, academic achievement. They are completely obsessive about it. And it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the bigger problem I saw in graduate school, you know, I, I didn't see the race thing. I mean, being a white guy, but all the foreigners that were not citizens in the classes that were on, I think they were on visas mm-hmm. and yeah, it was legal for them visas. to come over and study. And I, I think that's the area where there's probably some issues where the, where our schools are just getting flooded with non-citizens over here taking spots taking our jabs taking our spots mm-hmm. well the other thing is is like why are there why were there not a bunch of american kids going to graduate school right. that's the other thing right so a lot of the uh, a lot of the um, i don't want to use foreigners <laughs> a lot of the overseas yeah all, all the overseas students the international students thank there you, you. Go. a lot of the international students they have sponsors mm-hmm. that are paying for their school so they come over here usually as part of like their job to get training in America to go back to their job once they graduate. So they have a sponsor somewhere paying for their school. Do you think the American schools are better than, I guess than the rest of the world? Mm. There's um, probably more of them. I don't know if it's better, but I think it might be viewed as better if you're like, you know, in India or something. So here's the other problem is, you know, they have somebody paying for their school. Why are American kids not doing that? Well, because American kids are having to pay for their own damn school. Mm-hmm. And it's like right now, it's the point where it's not affordable. Like there's no point when we were in graduate school, it was affordable somewhat. You know, you could work a part-time job and you could pay your tuition. Now you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like a single semester 
for tuition for undergrad tuition is like fifteen thousand yeah. dollars for a single semester. That's ridiculous. Back when we were in, it was probably what five grand or something. Five. Maybe, yeah. and that's like with 30, housing. Four hundred bucks an hour, yeah. and that's with housing. Yeah. Yeah, things have changed. Maybe, it, but then at the same time, school is overrated. I think it's Colleges. completely overrated. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why is everybody wanting to go to school? Like, if you do go pick up a welder, learn how to weld. You will mm-hmm. make six figures within by the time you're twenty twenty five. Or start your own OnlyFans account. Start spooding. <laughs> boobs and boobs and spoods. Niche on down. Yeah. We're niching on down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the biggest thing on YouTube? Not is spoods. Not even hot chicks, but like just women scantily clothed, like using a chainsaw. Like or or like a, a big band saw to cut lumber. Right. Have you seen that one old lady? She's got big boobs, but she's not attractive. But she has like a million followers. I'm like, which one? I've seen <laughs> she's just there's a bunch there of like chainsaw and stuff. I mean, there's some good looking ones. Yeah, but they're not that good looking. There, you know what? Also, is another one is uh, just hanging out, wearing a bikini, and going fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or going mudding. That's a big one. Yeah, or doing yoga. That's a huge one. That's yeah. why I kept trying to get you to do yoga on yours. Dude, I'm not doing just yoga. Just put on some little shorts and do some yoga. <laughs> Come on, man. Let, I don't know. Let, let your niche hang out. I have got some morals left, Bob. <laughs> I'm not going to sell myself to do yoga. I mean, but yeah. So if you look that up, like just just YouTube, just do YouTube search and just say yoga. <laughs> Okay, that's all you got to do. Yeah. YouTube it's search yoga. Absolutely true. I just started a yoga practice on YouTube and I got a lot of hits that I was not interested in. Yeah. Like <laughs> racy yoga? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you, the best part is like, look at the comments. The oh. comments are hilarious. Like the first one, the first one's always like, welcome back men of culture. We meet again <laughs> <laughs> like to learn the the... The intricacies of yoga and breathing and all this shit, dude. It's men of culture. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. But people are making a killing. Oh yeah, I'm making a bunch of money. But I think it, it's so interesting what y'all are talking about. Is you know, college education is so expensive, and there were so many employers that still to this day say it is a requirement, even though it's not. Even though people should be able to apprentice and journeyman their way into being better at their career like doctors physicians have to they have to intern they have to you know do clinicals they have to do all this stuff and nobody else really has to do that except for medical stuff legal stuff but you you end up with all these people with these very expensive degrees that don't know shit about how to do the actual job so in response to these overly expensive degrees that don't actually help you learn anything other than how to memorize and regurgitate what you need to for your exams, you end up with this entire counterculture that has popped up that's like, I will sell my soul in order to get hits on YouTube because now I can make a living I will without do the splits. any education. I will do yoga in a jock strap. Sure. For a million dollars to pay for my college. I mean, you think about it. Nobody's got to pay you a million yeah. dollars. Yeah, it's just they will. Right. Think about it. Like, you go to Texas Tech. And you want to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. You're talking about almost a hundred thousand dollar education to right. be an effing teacher. Yes, I will. and you still don't know what the hell you're doing your first day in the Mm-mm. classroom for the first like two years. You don't know Not what you're doing. I would argue that going to college. I mean, we were in college together. Actually, makes you less mature 
<laughs> because you're just acting like an idiot for three or four years. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. First, taking care of your own business and learning and working. I, I 100% agree. And that's what I tell some of my students. I'm like, dude, you don't have to go to college. It's like, what do you want to do? They're like, well, I want to own my own business. Okay, doing what? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you need to figure out first. So like, I actually had a student in 2020 who graduated and we, you know, he was one of the few kids that came to school, you know, and that class is supposed to be like a class of 30. He, you know, four kids would show up every day and he'd be one of them. And we would constantly talk back and forth about what he wanted to do. He's like, I just want to, I want to do my own business. I don't, I don't feel like I need to go to college to make money. I'm like, you don't, but what kind of business do you want to do? He's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, that's what you need to figure out. Mm -hmm. So through the course of the school year, I was talking to him and I gave him a book to read, uh, Rich Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. Have you read that? Yeah. I gave him Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I also gave him like a couple of Jocko Willink's books to read. (laughs) You're getting pumped up. Yeah. So about halfway through through the year, he was like, yeah, you know, I've been mowing lawns since I was like 12. I'm like, really? How many lawns you got? And he told me. I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, over Christmas, he would go put up Christmas lights. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Who are you putting up Christmas lights for? He's like, oh, just my neighbors. I'm like, are you charging them? He's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, put your hand out. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And I slapped his hand. I was like, that's bad. That is bad. What are you doing? So I was like, how much money you got in the bank? He's like, I don't know, like a few thousand. I'm like, I need you to go take a couple hundred dollars and go buy a shitload of Christmas lights. Put out some signs or go knock on doors and say, I will put Christmas lights up around your house for $100. $100, I keep the lights. For $150, you keep the lights. Or like $200, you Mm -hmm. keep the lights. And like, he's like, really? I'm like, dude, trust me. People will pay you to put up Christmas lights. And then when you're taking that Christmas lights down, you talk them into letting them let you mow their lawn. Mm -hmm. And then you charge them the same thing. He has his own lawn mowing business now yeah. in, in Denton. So like he's 19 years old and he hit me up probably probably like a month or so ago when he started putting up Christmas lights. He's like, dude, this is the best idea yeah. ever. He's like, I make, he's like, I make so much money. Like I bought a brand new truck and I paid cash for it. Like, yeah. I was like, you don't have, yeah, you don't have to go to college. You can no. do all this on your own. You just have to have a plan. That's the thing. Everybody goes to college realistically without a plan Mm -hmm. i went to college without a plan i didn't have a plan coming out of college but that's awesome bob you're see you're changing lives college is rough though you're asking a 17 18 year old kid to choose a major pick a major pick a major you have to pick a major dumb and it's okay so what if you pick wrong what if you find out halfway through that like i did that it's not going to happen for you or Or you know it's not what you wanted or God forbid, what if you're one of these folks that spends $100,000 on an education just to get out and go, this sucks. That's, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I mean, or you and get a PhD all the time. And you're like, I don't even want to do this. I don't want to do this. I always remember my first day on the job. So I, I moved out to California from Texas, out of Texas Tech, been partying hard for five years. My first day, they give me my desk. And it's like last decorated like in the 60s. It's like piss colored walls, <laughs> this desk from the 70s. And they gave me this big calculator and just piles and piles of folders. And it was all these old people around me. It was such a depressing day. Yeah. I was like, really? This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Like, I'd look through these files. I'd have, like, neck 
problems just because my head's down mm-hmm. all day long, constantly. I mean, it got better, but it was it was pretty depressing. Sound, yeah, it sounds terrible. That's why, like I, like right now, I'm I I'm constantly trying to find other work, like mowing lawns, building fences, things like that. Like I'm constantly looking for those things just to get me out of the monotony of what I deal with every day. Absolutely. So I have a question to circle back to the Supreme Court. And oh, Asians. Oh. Asians. Oh, yeah. We were so, talking about Asians. Huh? Well, we were supposed to talk about Asians so, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So there's this huge drive to stop the discrimination to make it where all of these folks that want to go to these Ivy League schools can. What we're talking about is the disenfranchisement of people that <laughs> go through and do all these studies and then come out the other end and don't want it. So, I mean, I guess, you know, glass half empty, glass <laughs> half full. Maybe some of those folks, not all, but maybe some of them are being rescued from a life they were told their entire life they wanted but didn't. That was deep. It's something to think you about, know. you know, like when all of us get disappointed about what ifs and maybe maybe we weren't supposed to do that in the first place. And no, and it's why. and that's it, a wonderful point. And I think putting pressure on your kids when they're 15, 16 mm-hmm. years old to go to Harvard. Yeah. And do whatever. Like you're not going to be the only way you're going to be successful in my eyes is if you go to Harvard and become a mm-hmm. doctor. Like that's I, I don't. I don't think that's right. I really don't. And I can say that because <laughs> my family was exactly that way. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't like Harvard, but like you got to be a doctor. You have to be a doctor. You have to be a rich doctor. You're never going to be rich unless you become a doctor. I'm like, I don't give a shit about money. Like, I don't care about money. Like, I'm a teacher, and I'm a teacher because I really don't care about money. Like, <laughs> I make plenty of money. I have enough. I bought a house. I've got a truck. Whatever. That's all I need. You know, if I made $150,000 a year, I, I don't know what I would do with it. I really don't. I would buy a bunch of stupid shit, probably. <laughs> You'd spend it, trust me. But it's so cool to have a, a culture of people that want so much for their children to be happy and to be satisfied. And they know that money helps with that. Are you talking about Asians? In, in general, Asians yeah. Asians don't give a shit if their kids or are happy. Or is it status? Or is it... What is it? It's, it's, I think it's a... They... It's a lot of materialism. They're like, you know, if you're not rich, you're not going to be happy, which is 100% false. Correct. And the other thing is like, you know, there's the pressure. Well, if you have kids, you have to pay for their college. Right. Well, why? Why do you have to pay for their college? Because they have why to go to they, Harvard. Why do they have to go to college? <laughs> you know? And it's just, I think people are putting too much pressure on themselves and they're putting too much pressure on their kids mm-hmm. to go this academic route when... You don't have to like you. I the the smartest guy I know makes probably a quarter of a million dollars a year, and he's a freaking oil field mechanic. Mm-hmm. Never went to college, you know. Smartest guy, and he is highly intelligent, extremely intelligent. He's like, I never went to college. You know, I'll make more money than you ever will. I'm like, yes. You don't have to remind me. Like, I get it, but you know, but no one's gonna call you doctor, bitch. So, um, <laughs> but like. Are you talking about Chris? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. could cook, too. I'll tell you he what. could cook. Yeah. Ooh, so. He could. But, and he, that guy was extremely smart. And he was really smart with his money. And the thing is, like, no one trained him to do that. He didn't learn it from a book. You know, he's just smart about it. 
And, and he marinated his pork chops in Dr. Pepper. He did. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they were delicious. Yeah. But we were very intoxicated. They're still delicious. Yeah. Every time I saw that man, we had a lot of good times together, Bob. Yeah. I got a little out of hand a few times we were together. But it all worked out. Man. I think we all got out of hand a few times that we were together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the funniest story about him was that Wellcraft. So, <laughs> mm. so Bob and I... We drank a bit one night, and I had an old Wellcraft, maybe five uh, Wellcraft, beautiful boat, blue. I mean, she was done up. Dad bought it new in '85, and uh, we got drunk, and I made Bob an offer because the block had frozen, so it had frozen, split the block. And so that night, we agreed to a price of seven hundred dollars. And then the next morning, what happened, Bob? The next morning, <laughs> I show up, and I'm like, "Good morning, Michael." And you're like, "Good morning, Bob." We come out and shake hands, and. He's like, well, did you bring the check for 500 bucks? I'm like, well, I sure did. Actually, yes, I, I did. I sure did. And uh, we loaded up that, that, that boat, and I handed Mike a check for 500 bucks. And, and then I think it was like two or three years later, I'm like, hey, man, you know we actually agreed to 700 bucks on yeah. this boat, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, that was a good boat. And I, that, I brought it to Lake Texoma, mm-hmm. didn't I, when we were leaking oil? You brought it to Eagle Mountain Lake. Oh. Yeah. And then we were, he was riding around and we were, you know, the boat was running and it was awesome. And then I went to hit the bilge pump and it was, no, don't hit that. And I hit that bilge pump and it just shot oil straight into that lake. <laughs> Long stream. Yeah. We probably should have reported that. She had a bit of an oil leak. But, yeah. man, it was fun. But she ran great. I mean, it wasn't that much oil. Like you put. 10 drops of oil in a one gallon bucket of water it's gonna look like a lot of oil but it really wasn't (laughs) it really wasn't and chris helped me work on that boat a lot you know he's the one who was like well here's what you need to do he's like i'm not gonna do it for you but here's what you need to do and he helped me out a lot man he 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 knew his stuff he knows what's going on you know at that marina there i was there yesterday there's several sunk boats because when that water freezes, oh yeah, squishes the holes, cracks them, really they sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were, uh, yeah, a lot of the larger. There was Any a couple of the house sunk. There are a couple of the yeah, a couple of the house couple boats. of those yacht looking things. Mm. Oh, those sea ray looking things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You just, you got to take your boat out in the middle of the lake, right? Uh, they were just sinking, as far as I know. Yeah, but so they were at they were at the dock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where the water was freezing. But, yeah, if you take it out, on, but if you take it out in the middle, the water is not going to freeze in the middle. Um, I think they have, just, and I don't know the term, but there's there's something that's hooked up that it's moving the water around the hole to keep it from freezing. Oh. It's it's shifting the water a bit, but if you forgot to turn it on or if the power went out, like when the power went out last year, it was mm-hmm. a real problem where people were out there with scrub brushes and stuff trying to manually move the water around. When it was negative 15? Yeah, when it was Minnesota for mm-hmm. the week. I do think we need to start hitting the fishing hard once it warms up a touch. I agree. My brother's been my brother's been asking constantly. I'm just like, dude, make like he keeps sending like he'll send me uh, links to like people's guide services on Facebook. I'm like, call them. Like I don't know what you're sending it to me for. You need to call them. You're the one with the kids. The guide just means you're giving up. I mean, sure we can figure out this lake. I mean, we can do a lot of things, Mike. And I think one of the things we do really well is just put around and not, <laughs> not catch, catch a damn thing. <laughs> I'm curious, Michael. Um, uh, getting a guide means you've given up. 
Yeah, that means you're cashing in your man card because you can't <laughs> actually catch fish or shoot your own thing. It's the same thing as getting on a lease. That means you're just giving up and you just want somebody else to take care of the hard part. Do I got to be the person man. at this at this table oh, to man. talk about all the guided fishes we've been on and how I spank your ass at fishing on with the guides and yeah, you don't but, catch anything? Yeah, but, but he doesn't, he's not talking about guided fishing in like Alaska. He's talking about oh. like on the lakes that you live on. Oh, well, yeah. You don't want to do that on the lake you live on. That's yeah, kind of a waste. See, she was trying to get after you. I saved you. I was. Yeah, I, I, I saved appreciate you. it. Hey, man, you. that's what I'm here she, for. You, she outwits hand, me constantly. Handing in your man card over there like so. okay there Mr. Confident uh, alright yeah when you're in a new place taking a guide for the first time sure. yes is, is a good thing to, yeah. to learn but when you're here at your home place yeah I just wanted to rant a little bit yeah just my duck hunting buddy he was talking about getting this fancy thing and like dude we got it nailed right here it just takes a little work but Bob it's getting dark outside yeah we got, we're gonna go to dinner you guys wanna go to dinner sure yeah, absolutely what would you like? So there's a few selections in this town, mm. not very many. So there's always going to the lake, um, to the landing, mm-hmm. and then there's the Mexican restaurant, and then there's the Chinese restaurant. Mm. So yeah, the Chinese got, restaurant. Can oh, we go to yeah. the the Fook you? Oh, you oh sushi. Fook. Which one's the fuck? The F U K. F U C K U. The Fook. Yeah. If you guys want to do sushi, that sounds like fun. Sushi on a cold day, really? Yeah. I mean, they have actual real Asians there. We can ask them about uh, discrimination. Ooh. I'm just not. There you go. No, you don't want to go up to them. They'll be like, you, dude, what, I have a master's socially degree. <laughs> no, they'd probably look at you and be like, why do you think I'm Asian? I just, <laughs> what's wrong with you? One of my favorite <laughs> memories about Mike, like one of the things Mike always does when like we would go drinking together is he would always like want to, he don't, you know, he's a talker. He wants yeah. to talk to people. And like, I can't remember where we were, where we were, but we were sitting somewhere and like this Asian guy is at the table next to us and Mike just leans over and he's like, Hey man, how you doing? He like starts chatting him up and the guy's like, I'm cool. What do you want? Yeah. And Mike's like, so, uh, you know, uh, what, uh, what's your nationality? The guy's oh like, God. American. What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, uh, you know what I mean. You know, you're, yeah. not, you're not American. What's your uh, what's your ethnicity? And I'm like, I'm leaning over and like, I'm sorry. You're going to have to excuse my yeah. friend. I'm like his only Asian friend and I'm half. He just wants to know what kind of Asian you are. Yeah. And the guy's like, what does it matter? He's like, he's not being rude. No, he's, he's not. Curious. He's, he's, he's curious. Like, honestly. Yeah. And the guy's like. A Vietnamese, piss off. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mike was just like trying to talk to him the whole time. It was the funniest thing. And that was not like the only time Mike did that. No, I was going to say the thing that makes me feel better is I've seen him do that. And it's not with Asian people. Um, every cab driver we've ever had. Um, so uh, no matter, what's your uh, nationality? No matter what color, no matter what creed, whatever. <laughs> we have a Whitey McWhiterton friend who has a, um, a Europe, very heavily European sounding last name. And Michael's just honing in on what are you? What are you? And he's like, I'm an American. I'm a Texan. And he's like, well, you don't sound and pissed this guy off royally at one point where he's like, stop, because it comes across like. No, come on, bro. You know, or oh, whatever. That's and right. it's not. Jim. Yeah, and it's not. He's it's like, just curious. Yeah, you're Russian, aren't you? You're Russian. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm American. To the point where it's like, it starts into a McCarthyism sort of witch you hunt sort of situation. Boy. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. 
as far as interesting conversations, I think race and nationality is the most interesting thing you could talk about. Look, so I, I dive in and let's I, talk. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I really do. And mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, I agree. Because like when I'm around other Asian people, like I'm not gonna no shit, dude. Like we'll talk about Asian shit. We'll talk about like how much we hate white people and like, <laughs> how we've been discriminated against. Yep. And, like when COVID came out, like our friends wouldn't even like talk to us because they were afraid they were going to get COVID Bullshit. from us. Like, I'm not kidding. Like I am, Ugh. I'm 100% not joking. I have a friend, you know him, you know his wife, you Ugh. know them. They went to Texas Tech and like when COVID came out, I was like, yeah, you know, uh, you want this stuff? I'm gonna, I'll just bring it to your house. And he was like, oh, you know, the wife doesn't really want you to come over. I'm like, why? What? He's like. Because you're Asian. (laughs) And that was not a joke. He's like, are you serious? Are you being serious right now? He's like, yes. I'm like, y'all can both go to hell. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thinks thinks you're going to catch the Asian flu from me. Oh, my goodness. But there is a cultural difference, Bob, which which I realized in this podcast. When you were describing that you graduated high school, you know, pretty much at 16, you know, two years young, younger than normal. Whereas I graduated high school like almost 19 because I, I failed. I started late and I failed second grade because I couldn't read or spell. And so that just shows how separate we are. And thank God, I can't imagine being three years younger. I would have got my, my ass whooped constantly. But being three years older than everybody else. You were whooping ass. Oh, yeah. It worked make, out great. Make, make I was only 200 pounds. No, we didn't have any Asians. I mean, it was... <laughs> It might have been one or two. There's like one gay guy, a few Asians. But I think it might be more prevalent in Asian communities, but it's not just Asians. You know, there's lots of people from different backgrounds who there is an expectation you will excel at school and you there will is, do the best you possibly there, can. Yeah, there there is. And it is a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, there is a cultural mm-hmm. uh, difference. Like, for example, my students from Nigeria, mm-hmm. they are insane and their parents are insane mm-hmm. like they're like dude i gotta make an a yeah like that's it period plain and simple like and like i always ask the kids i'm always like screwing with them like are you parents do you ever get mad at you <laughs> for like hanging out with american kids and they're like oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah my parents tell me not to hang out with american kids yeah bad influence <laughs> there's that many nigerians i mean there's a few sure wow. there's a few like but um they're they, they all have the same mentality like they're here they're all business, man. Mm-hmm. They are all business. There's no screwing around. So I guess if you come from a society where nothing was given to you, and I mean, you or just, where everything was taken away, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, we, we sure don't want to go back that way. No. Whereas we, I mean, I'm pretty spoiled. Yeah, I mean, I think well, we I never all. went hungry. No. no, and neither did I. I mean, I'm we're we're all. I hate to use the word privileged, mm. but we kind of, we kind of are. But then again, at the same time, like, you know, my parents went through hell yeah. to be able to have children that they could privilege, quote unquote. Right. Like my dad was born in a creek bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have a house. You know, they roamed from town to town like a bunch of damn nomads. Born <laughs> in a creek bottom. Yeah. Like in, in the water? Yes. Yes. Why would you be? And there are lots of microorganisms in there and. Um, it, was you, a, it was the 20s, man. You wouldn't, no, nobody you cared. wouldn't submerge, but it was pretty common. There, there's a, a jokes about like, man, she can just go out in a field and drop babies. You wouldn't do that in your 
bed because you'd foul your bed and have to clean it. Oh, and stuff. it's all the so, blood and everything. Yeah. And so it makes you wouldn't wow. go and sit. You know, you could submerge up to your hips and stuff, but they probably would just stand and let gravity do what it does and have someone hold either <sighs> arm and do it. Less cleanup, less uh, animals showing up, less wow. things yeah. like that. Yeah. And like my mother, when she came over here, she, they had, she didn't have anything. No. She had nothing. And when she was a graduate student, she made $50 a month. Mm. That was her pay as I like doing lab research was $50 a month. And that's what she lived on. So there was like six of them living in an apartment in like a two bedroom apartment. My God. And they all split rent. Yeah. But they made it and she worked at Pizza Hut and, you know, like they, they, I hate to say it, they ate shit, man, and Mm -hmm. asked for seconds just to get to where they could have kids that didn't have to do that mm-hmm. like my mom works her ass off like and she still doesn't she still tries to do it. she's 70 years old now and she still is like all i want to do is work i just want to work 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 so i can give my kids you know something when i die i'm like mom we're good like, we're okay you're fine like, really that's yourself. her drive is yeah. to leave you guys something yeah i'm like we're, we're good like all your kids are fine like First of all, my sister doesn't need anything. Mm-mm. She's got like six she's houses fine. in she's like, fine. she's got six houses in six different states. And like my brother's, he's doing fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and he's, he's like my mother, that poor bastard. You know, he's got four <laughs> kids. He's like, man, I gotta, I just gotta <laughs> work. Working. I gotta keep working, man. Like he retired from the Marine Corps shit, went to work the next day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, I gotta put these kids through college. I'm like, dude, you need to chill yeah, out. He's like, I'll tell you how much college actually is. <laughs> I'm going like, to try to pay for it. Like, you what? need to relax, dude. Like those boys will be fine regardless of what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, your, your kids don't have to go to college. Like they mm-hmm. can do other things. Like, I don't think his oldest boy actually wants to go to college. I think his, and I think his youngest son wants to go into the military. I'm like, just relax. Okay. Let them choose their trajectory. Like you guide them. Yeah, obviously, but they're going to make, they got to make their own choices and you need to stop working so damn hard. Like he looks terrible. He looks Mm. awful. Yeah. He looks overworked. He was a lean, lean machine back in the day. I think he weighs more than me now. Struggling with the stress, mm, yeah. Just and like two, just two years, and just ugh, two years, just man. I think he's probably gained like forty or fifty pounds. That's wow. his heart. That's a lot. And that's mm. get him in the jujitsu gym. Yeah, for him, He'd you like know, that. skinny little Asian boy. <laughs> hey, it's a lot of weight. <laughs> hey, now I'm only allowed to laugh because you said it. <laughs> it's, only right, yeah. it's, only it's only funny because I laughed. It's only funny because I said it. Made the Asian. Yeah, I, w- I would never do. <laughs> <laughs> like, but if you make the Asian accent, it's racist. Yeah, exactly. That's not funny then. <laughs> I do it in class all the time. I talk in an Asian Asian accent. Yeah, and like everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's racist!" And then they're like, "My Asian students, like, he's Asian. Like, yeah. can't you tell?" And they're like, "I thought he were Mexican." I'm like, "Well, that's because you're stupid." <laughs> well, let me ask you. I don't. What about the writing and reading Chinese? Is that like? It's a very complex language, right? I do not ride write or read Chinese. No, I know, but like your mother or something, is there like a certain amount of pride if you can? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal, And right? so the Chinese actually simplified the written language uh, like 20 or, 30, 20 or so years ago. So my mother actually can read and write the old traditional yeah. Chinese, uh, Chinese characters. And I don't think the younger people can do that now because they completely like, redid the alphabet mm-hmm. wow yeah 
So everything's been simplified. So if like you look it up, it used to be you could look up like Chinese lettering and everything, and it would give you the choice between traditional Chinese and like simplified Chinese. Mm-hmm. I think now everything is just strictly simplified Chinese. Do they even? Sp- I guess they teach Chinese in colleges and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, huh? Yeah, Chinese. The language apparently is much easier to learn than English because there's no tenses. Mm-hmm. So like in American English, there's like you know, 20 different tenses. Like, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go right. do this tomorrow. I'm Same thing this. with Spanish. Yeah. With it Chinese, trans- it it's just like... I go. Yeah, it's just like, I eat yesterday, you know, shrimp. Which is why you hear people that English is a second language or third language or whatever, they'll mess up the tenses. And yeah. it becomes part of the making fun of someone's accent when they do that. But it's because in their brain... it the original language that they learn, that's how their brain works. And they're constantly having to translate. So they get the tenses wrong because yeah, the English, tenses are awful. English verb tenses make zero damn no. sense. Like just like, like Spanish tenses for some reason, I, I couldn't get it. I'm like, there's 13 tenses. How many different ways can I say? I want to go do this tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yo quiero ir all baño in la mañana. Yeah, the Spanish tenses, I mean, I got a minor in Spanish. I took like 30 hours of it, and I still couldn't get it until I was living down there. And eventually, you just got to be around it. Yeah. But I felt like a moron down there. That was another thing. I never was immersed in the language. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. That's why so many um, cultures, uh, Chinese, Asian cultures, but also other cultures, hand down the food traditions more because some of the language traditions are harder. Um, So, like, I know people that... um, I have an example where it's a cousin that was uh, with a Hispanic man and in the home they spoke Spanish. And so their oldest child had difficulty transitioning to English because they spoke Spanish in the home. She's a white lady. I'm a white lady, whatever. They had to switch to speaking English in the home, which helped her husband learn better English, but it helped the kids be able to pick up learning in the school easier um, so her children now are English as a first language, even though everybody's fluent in Spanish and English and stuff like that. So you know what I want to be just the way your brain in? works. Spooting. <laughs> Sushi. Sushi. Fuck you. Are we going to the fuck you place? I think so. I think it's time. Hey, All right. quick question. What, uh, nationality is Sushi. Well, it's Japanese, of course. Good. Good job. Hey. Uh, technically, uh, original sushi <laughs> is Chinese. He did, is the, really? he did the LR thing. That's one of the worst uh, ones. You guys could ask me anything. I'd be wrong. It really doesn't matter. Oh, you, you All that matters. were good with saying Japanese as long as you didn't say, I don't know. We're going to go get, get the Ahi Tower. Okay. Oh, What's yeah. going to happen is so when you order so much sushi, they bring it out on like this little boat. So we're going to get like this giant boat full of sushi. That's what's going to happen right now. Sounds this is about awesome. to happen. All right. So, Mike, <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we? So shall we bid everyone adieu? We shall. And I appreciate the uh, the conversation. It's been fun, <laughs> Meredith. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Meredith. Sure. Sure. Unexpected. It didn't get too weird. Pleasure. Yeah. I was very. You're, I know you're scared about concerned. the concerned. I walked. Uh, they said, "Here, come join us." About what? Once again, guys, if you if you made it this far in the episode, we appreciate it. You know, give us a share, give us a like, maybe a thumbs up. You know, make sure you support our single moms out there on OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> once again, boobs and spoods. Uh, All right. If just, you just need to go look at pop. that, you know, we'll go ahead and give it a give her give her a plug. But we're gonna go have sushi. 
And Mike, see you next week. All right. Later. <laughs>